Coming up on InfoSec Sync, Apple taking controversial steps to better protect children. We'll explain. Also ahead, how the tech giant is giving Facebook a revenue gut punch. Plus, if you receive unemployment, don't fall for this phishing scam. And it's considered the largest heist of cryptocurrency ever. Details ahead. We've got those stories and more. So get ready to get in sync with InfoSec Sync. You're watching the InfoSec Sync Weekly News with Nick Thomas and news anchor Layla Gulen, sponsored by Axelio. Threat detection and response done right. Axelio. Welcome to the InfoSec Sync Weekly News for week ending August 13th, 2021. I'm Layla Gulen with your host, Nick Thomas. Nick, great to see you. Great to see you, Layla. A lot of stuff going on this week. Lots of stories. So why don't we just jump right into it? An aggressive move by Apple. The company is expected to start scanning all your iMessages for evidence of child sexual abuse material. Apple unveiled a sweeping new set of software tools that will scan iPhones and other devices and report users suspected of storing illegal pictures on their phones to authorities. Apple will use code that compares the hash of the image to known hashes of child sexual abuse photos stored in databases from the likes of the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. Apple announced it was going to update iOS with a feature that detects when a nude image is about to be sent from or to a child's iPhone. The feature will only work on phones that have a child account set up in family sharing. Apple says it never sees the actual image. Nick, uh, how do you stop Apple from scanning your photos? I think is a big question everyone's wondering. So the way Apple is scanning your photos is because it's going into your iCloud, so it's going on um, their servers, their databases. So to turn that uh, feature off, you basically go into settings on your iPhone and turn off um, cloud sharing for photos. Okay. All right. Well, it's time to take a break. When we return, more news from Apple and what to expect when they update their operating system next month. We'll be right back. Are you concerned the next news headline on a security breach includes your company name? In a recent IBM Cyber Report, 51% of all interviewed organizations reported a significant business disruption during the past two years due to a cybersecurity incident. While organizations using 50-plus security tools rank themselves lower in their ability to detect and respond to an attack, with the average security operation team using 70 tools. If more tools and data are not the answer, what can you do? Excelio works with you to optimize a threat detection and response solution to fit your environment to prevent tool and data overload. We leverage and optimize your existing infrastructure enhanced with the Excelio platform as necessary, utilizing open source solutions where applicable. And we work closely with you to deploy, configure, document, and educate your team. Excelio, let's create the right security solution for your environment. Welcome back. More new features being unveiled by Apple. The tech giant is about to strike Facebook with a major blow that will hit the data-hungry social network's revenues and could force it to change its ways. Apple will be launching its iOS 15 operating system update, which will include multiple new iPhone features. Among them, privacy reports, which will allow you to show you how often apps access your iPhone's camera and contacts. Apple will also be introducing 
features that will help to put a stop to email tracking on your iPhone. The iPhone maker is also enhancing its Safari browser with privacy controls such as its iCloud and Private Relay. It comes after Apple introduced app tracking transparency in iOS 14.5. At the end of April, the new iPhone feature hurts the likes of Facebook by making tracking across apps and websites opt-in only. So how can you make this new feature work for you, Nick? So, um, uh, Layla, Apple has been very bold with with doing this um, on their current version of iOS. Uh, there's just a little bit of this where it says, hey, ask the app maker not to uh, track you. Uh, but with the new iOS that's coming out, it's actually going to be built in. So it's going to be a setting that you can control all these features for your privacy. So consumers are going to love what they're going to be able to do with that. Mm, very good. Well, from Apple to Android, the new Android Trojan, codenamed Flytrap, has hit at least 140 countries since March. The virus has spread to more than 10,000 victims through social media hijacking, third-party app stores, and side-loaded applications. Research group Z-Labs determined this previously undetected malware is part of a family of Trojans that employs social engineering tricks to compromise Facebook accounts. The Vietnam-based hijacking campaign was initially distributed through both Google Play and third-party application stores. To get you to click, the threat actors would use things like free Netflix coupon codes, Google AdWords coupon codes, and voting for the best soccer team or player. The application tricked users into downloading and trusting the application with high-quality designs and social engineering. After installation, the malicious application displays pages that engage the user and asks for a response from them. So those codes... They're really tempting. How do you know which ones are malicious and which ones are not? You know, you really don't. And and um, basically, it's cl- clickbait, what I call clickbait, or everyone else might call it clickbait. You know, it's sort of like you're at your house. Would you answer the door and look out when you see something, somebody giving you something for free? I mean, no one wants, um, no one's giving anything away for free, right? right? So make sure you're watching that and don't click on those things. And also make sure that you have a virus scanner on your phone, something as simple as that, or, or a, a malware scanner on your phone, something so simple that could take care of that. Good advice. Well, Mozilla has released a new version of its web browser that brings enhanced cookie clearing, HTTPS by default in private browsing mode, and patches for several high severity vulnerabilities. The Fox 91 browser will automatically use an HTTPS connection when the private browsing feature is used. If the website does not support HTTPS, Firefox will establish a connection using the HTTP protocol. Mozilla's enhanced privacy feature relates to how cookies are handled while enabling users to easily delete all cookies and super cookies stored locally by websites and trackers. Mozilla plans on expanding HTTPS by default to other parts of the browser as well as as soon as the coming months. So remind us again just what the difference between HTTPS and HTTP is and do you think this level of security is going to be helpful? 
First off, let me just say you're making me hungry with these cookies and super cookies. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm a macadamia nut, um, white chocolate kind of guy. Um, so the HTTP is just uh, regular hypertext transfer protocol, and the S is the secure version of it, meaning it's encrypted between you and the server. So there could be no uh, man in the middle attack. And what was your other question? Yeah, and do you think this is just going to help overall security, or do you think that at some point there's going to be another effort to break through that wall? Well, I think there's always going to be efforts to break through, but this definitely ups the bar to um, those trying to get in. So it's going to make everyone more secure and make the pe make the people who make the pages uh, go to HTTPS if they haven't already. Mm -hmm. All right, very good. Unemployment benefits are the target of a new phishing scam. If you received an alarming text message about your unemployment insurance benefits from what seems to be your state workforce agency, you're not alone. Identity thieves are targeting millions of people nationwide with scam phishing texts aimed at stealing personal information, unemployment benefits, or both. The phishing texts try to dupe you to click a link to make necessary corrections to your unemployment insurance claim to verify your personal information or reactivate your benefits account. The link takes you to a fake site, a fake state workforce agency website, where you're asked to input your website credentials and personal information, like your social security number. Fraudsters can use the information to file fraudulent claims or for other identity theft. You can always report suspicious activity to the National Center for Disaster Fraud by complete, completing a complaint form or by calling 866-720-5721. Um, lots of scams out there. There were a lot of scams when the PPP loans were dropping. Um, really no surprise that they're going after unemployment benefits. Yeah, that's what everyone's uh, looking for, especially with uh, COVID. I mean, that's the reason that they're going after that. So, again, um, anyone texting you that you don't know, don't don't click on links you don't know. Um, keep your information safe. If you have a question, you either call or go on the correct website. That's probably HTTPS. So make sure you follow those guidelines. All right. Well, eye-popping numbers about ransomware payments. The average dollar amount has climbed 82% to a record $570,000. The findings note an increasing use of quadruple extortion by criminals. Researchers say ransomware operators commonly use as many as four techniques to pressure victims into paying. The highest ransom demand of a single victim was $50 million in the first half of 2021. That's up from $30 million last year. The largest confirmed payment so far this year is the $11 million paid by meat processor JBS. It costs less than $15 and can be used to weaponize USB devices. The USB Samurai was showcased during a Black Hat Arsenal presentation last week. It's a USB HID or human interface device injecting cable and can be made from off-the-shelf components. The USB Samurai can be remotely controlled and therefore able to attack even air-gapped networks. Harnessing USB Samurai allows a threat actor to quickly inject keystrokes within a target machine through a wireless covert channel. 
hardware implants have become a popular attack vector in air-gapped environments such as industrial networks. This is evidenced by the 2010 Stuxnet attack on Iranian uranium enrichment facilities and the recent ransomware attack that has led to a shutdown in a U.S. natural gas facility. So we're hearing about industrial networks being victimized, Nick, but what about on the consumer level? Can they use these devices to hack into the rest of us? Oh, absolutely. So this is actually a, um, a physical device that's that's very small, um, goes in uh, your USB space. So you would need a physical contact to go in there, put it in, and then it could be controlled remotely from a controller, uh, depending on how much um, it can uh, transmit out, how far it can transmit out. But it could be done. It's it's the version of the old keylogger. Keylogger did the same thing, except it wasn't remote control. It was implanted um, physically as well and either pulled out of the machine physically or somehow downloaded and somebody um, brought it up on their system. Oh, interesting. So just never let your computer out of your sight. Absolutely. All right. Well, a pair of researchers who have been rooting out security flaws and weaknesses in cloud services over the past year shared their findings at Black Hat. The cross-account flaws suggest a chilling reality for cloud customers that their cloud instances aren't necessarily isolated from those of the provider's other customers. The security flaws reflect a bigger problem with securing cloud services. The latest findings underscore the need for a CVE-type repository where cloud providers and researchers can share vulnerability information. So what is a cloud instance exactly, Nick, and how does this undermine security? So, Lele, a cloud instance, um, I think we talked about this before in regards to like the S3 buckets. It's basically uh, your hard drive or your version of information stored on the provider's um, equipment. So what they're saying is not only is your equipment there, but uh, 50, 60, whoever, other customers are sharing the same uh, physical space. So that's what they're saying. They need some sort of common vulner, uh, vulnerability exposure list to show the vulnerabilities and and therefore make it more secure for consumers and uh, providers. I see. All right. Well, it's time for a break. When we return, how the agriculture industry can be a major target. We'll be right back. InfoSec Sync is brought to you by Excelio. Excelio provides economic, end-to-end cybersecurity threat detection and response solutions designed for your team, environment, and security objectives, providing packet-level visibility across your network. Visit them on the web at Excelio.com. That's A-X-E-L-L-I-O.com. Welcome back. What you reap, what you sow. An Australian researcher discovered numerous vulnerabilities affecting tractor manufacturer John Deere. This discovery underscores the cyber risks that come with the productivity gains from high-tech farming. The vulnerabilities have since been patched, but a combination of issues enabled root access to John Deere's operation center. The vulnerabilities were presented at this year's DEF CON security conference. They also include an issue affecting a business process management tool 
tool called Pega. The bug opened up access to many other resources, including Pega's security audit log and even an Okta signing certificate. The researchers were also able to export the private key for John Deere's single sign-on SAML server. The FBI had issued a warning back in 2016 that the agricultural sector's increasing dependence on technology increased the potential for cyber attacks. The Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency has officially announced the formation of the Joint Cyber Defense Collective. The initiative will bring together government and private industry to work together on coordinated U.S. cyber defense operation plans for protecting and responding to cyber attacks and threats. CIS's newly appointed director, Jen Easterly, says the aim of the JCDC is to establish a shared situational awareness of the threat environment. Ransomware and cloud security are the agency's initial priorities, and specifically combating ransomware and planning a framework to respond to cyber incidents affecting cloud service providers. The first private sector members are Amazon Web Services, AT&T, CrowdStrike, FireEye, Mandiant, Google Cloud, Lumen, Microsoft, Palo Alto Networks, and Verizon. So, Nick, is this the latest in what's going to be more developments in the federal space for cybersecurity? This is the latest and greatest, and it sounds great. I, I can't wait to see what occurs, what happens. Fantastic. Let's... We're all behind them. <laughs> the recently approved trillion-dollar infrastructure package includes a nearly $2 billion cybersecurity fund. The funds will go towards securing critical infrastructure against attacks, helping vulnerable organizations defend themselves, and providing funding for a key federal cyber office, among other initiatives. Cyber criminals have launched more attacks since many services moved online during the pandemic. The state and local Cybersecurity Improvement Act would create a grant program at the Department of Homeland Security to provide the billion dollars to these government entities over four years, with a quarter of the funds going to particularly vulnerable rural communities. Another bill incorporated into the Senate-approved infrastructure package was the Cyber Response and Recovery Act. The legislation authorizes the DHS secretary to declare a significant incident involving a cyber attack on a critical U.S. organization and creates a $100 million fund to be used by DHS over five years to help support groups impacted by the incident. The infrastructure bill now goes to the House. Interested in a cybersecurity career? The Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency has developed a new guide to help prospective and current cyber professionals better understand how to chart a prosperous career path. The guide can help with identifying a job track, understand work roles, developing necessary skills and knowledge to secure employment. The guide will also help prospects discover training and professional development opportunities to help maximize potential. New bipartisan legislation has been introduced that would help bolster the federal workforce's understanding of artificial intelligence, or AI. The bill would create a training program to help federal employees responsible for purchasing AI technologies better understand the risks and benefits it poses to Americans. It would also help ensure the United States maintains a global leadership role in rapidly developing technologies as foreign competitors like the Chinese government continue to prioritize investments in AI technologies. While there are clear benefits to using AI, experts remain concerned that if used improperly, the technology could harm U.S. citizens and compromise national security. 
The Artificial Intelligence Training for the Acquisition Workforce Act would help train federal employees who purchase and manage AI technology for federal agencies to ensure it is being used for the betterment of all American communities. So, Nick, what are your thoughts on this? So, Layla, actually, the the other story, too, the CISA Workforce Training Guide and this one, the Federal AI Training, I, I think it's great not only for federal workers, but for people that are getting into cybersecurity to be able to see what the federal government and some companies are looking for when they're looking for cybersecurity people, experts, training, etc. So this is a great uh, workforce development for people that are trying to get into the industry. Good mm. stuff. Very good stuff. The Department of Energy is on the offensive to better protect electrical grid control systems. The agency will integrate machine learning with a threat information sharing tool it developed to find cybersecurity adversaries embedded in the systems. DOE's Grid Modernization Laboratory Consortium comprises several labs to work together on the firmware command and control project. Firmware is often vulnerable permanent software that pre present in industrial control systems and operational technology. FC2 and the consortium are helping utilities like SoCal Edison and Detroit Energies augment their grid architectures. Meanwhile, companies like Siemens, Rockwell Automation, GE, and Hitachi can develop better cyber protections. A number of big-name manufacturers such as Emerson, Honeywell, Mitsubishi Electric, and Snyder Electric. The National Security Agency has awarded a multi-billion dollar cloud computing contract to Amazon Web Services. The contract is already being challenged. Tech giant Microsoft filed a bid protest last month after being notified that the NSA had selected AWS for the $10 billion contract. The contract represents the second multi-billion dollar cloud contract the U.S. intelligence community has awarded in the past year. In November, the CIA awarded its C2E contract, potentially worth tens of billions of dollars, to five companies including AWS, Microsoft, Google, Oracle, and IBM. Each company will compete for specific task orders for certain intelligence needs. Details on the NSA's newly awarded cloud contract are sparse, but the acquisition appears to be part of the NSA's attempt to modernize its primary classified data repository. A ransomware gang is actively recruiting corporate insiders to help them breach and encrypt networks. The LockBit 2.0 criminals are allegedly promising insiders million-dollar payouts. Many ransomware gangs operate as a ransomware-as-a-service, which consists of a core group of developers who maintain the ransomware and payment sites and recruited affiliates who breach victims' networks and encrypt devices. Any ransom payments that victims make are then split between the core group and the affiliate, with the affiliate usually receiving 70 to 80 percent of the total amount. But LockBit 2.0 is trying to remove the middleman and instead recruit insiders to provide them access to a corporate network. And I would just think, though, Nick, that insiders would easily get caught. How much of an incentive is this? Uh, for the insider, it's uh, it's a big incentive um, for everyone that's in risk management. It's a nightmare because the insider threat is always the main thing we are concerned about because those people are on the inside. They're trusted. They have accounts. They are able to walk around freely into whatever uh, sections they're physically allowed to be in. So 
uh, that's one of the things that's going to keep uh, risk managers up at night. Mm. Well, that universal decryption key for Revel's attack on Kaseya's customers has been leaked. The mysterious key that gained attention following Revel's massive attack on service providers worldwide has been posted on hacking forums allowing researchers their first glimpse. The July 2nd attack exploited a zero-day vulnerability in the Kaseya VSA remote management application and encrypted approximately 60 managed service providers and an estimated 1,500 businesses. Deemed the largest ransomware attack in history, the threat actors demanded a $70 million ransom to receive a universal decryptor that could be used to decrypt all victims of the Kaseya ransomware attack. But after the gang mysteriously disappeared, Kaseya obtained a universal decryption key for the ransomware attack from a trusted third party and began distributing it to affected customers. It's believed that Russian intelligence received the decryptor from the ransomware gang and shared it with the U.S. law enforcement as a gesture of goodwill. Well, that's kind of interesting, Nick. Uh, we're always seeming to be at odds with Russia and some of these other countries. So what are your thoughts on this? Well, if it is true that it was uh, shared with the U.S. law enforcement via Russia for goodwill, I think that's great. Um, I think it's uh, also hilarious that we have a, a decryptor that uh, they were wanting millions of dollars for, so it all works out in the end. Indeed it does. Well, some patched on-premises Microsoft Exchange email servers are still proving to be vulnerable. The Conti ransomware group is now leveraging backdoors, and despite patching, Thousands of devices might still be compromised. Conti apparently is attacking organizations that mitigated the exchange flaws first exploited by Chinese attackers but failed to identify and remove the already installed backdoor access. Chinese advanced persistent threat groups have been found exploiting flaws in Microsoft Exchange servers to compromise networks of telecommunication providers across Southeast Asia to harvest customers' sensitive communications. Researchers note that the organization likely patched Exchange without performing due diligence on whether already installed backdoor access had been removed. Conti is a ransomware-as-a-service operation and hires affiliates to perform network breaches and encrypt devices in exchange for a percentage of ransoms paid. You know, also, uh, Layla, Fortinet had set, has been tracking uh, this group, and they had recently said that uh, the group's been in operation for over a year and operates a ransom as a service that's been connected to multiple attacks, including a recent high-profile attack on the Irish Health Service. And that caused a massive disruption to their services, and in that attack, they disrupted the services and brought it to a halt. Uh, database servers, SQL, and over 700 gigabytes of PII was downloaded and exfilled. So that is how dangerous this was, or okay. still is, I should say. Incredible. Well, Nick, it's time for a break. We'll be right back. Are you concerned the next news headline on a security breach includes your company name? In a recent IBM Cyber Report, 51% of all interviewed organizations reported a significant business disruption during the past two years due to a cybersecurity incident. While organizations using 50-plus security tools rank themselves lower in their ability to detect and respond to an attack, with the average security operation team using 70 tools. If more tools and data are not the answer, what can you do? Excelio works with you to optimize a threat detection and response solution to fit your environment to prevent tool and data overload. 
We leverage and optimize your existing infrastructure, enhance with the Excelio platform as necessary, utilizing open source solutions where applicable. And we work closely with you to deploy, configure, document, and educate your team. Excelio, let's create the right security solution for your environment. Welcome back. What's in your crypto wallet? If it's feeling $611 million lighter, it's all thanks to hackers. In what's being called one of the largest heists targeting the digital asset industry, these actors exploited a vulnerability in a blockchain-based financial network. Poly Network is a China-based cross-chain decentralized finance platform for swapping tokens across multiple blockchains such as Bitcoin and Ethereum. The stolen assets are said to have been transferred to three different wallets, with the company urging miners of affected blockchain and centralized crypto exchanges to block list tokens coming from the addresses. In an open letter, the protocol maintainers urged the thieves to establish communication and return the hacked assets. Amazon and Google have patched a major bug in their DNS-as-a-service platforms. Two security researchers are being credited with disclosing the issue at the Black Hat Security Conference. The issue impacts hosted DNS service providers that can be abused to hijack the platform's nodes, intercept some of the incoming DNS traffic, and then map customers' internal networks. The vulnerability highlights the amount of sensitive information collected by managed DNS platforms and their attractiveness from a cyber espionage and intelligence data collection standpoint. Also known as DNS as a service providers, these companies effectively rent DNS servers to corporate entities. Companies that sign up for a managed DNS provider typically have to onboard their internal domain names with the service provider. Companies then have to go to a back-end portal and add their company.com and other domains to one of the provider's name servers. Once this is done, their computer will query the third-party DNS server for the IP address it needs to connect. But what the team discovered is that several managed DNS providers did not backlist their own DNS servers inside the backends. The effective, this effectively allows actors to hijack DNS traffic. Easy for me to say, Nick. What are your thoughts on this? Oh, that was a lot of words to say, Layla. Hey, I, I, I think this is great. I, this is why I like security researchers, that they found this bug and um, they were able to patch their uh, their equipment. Um, DNS is something that, of course, we all need because we're not going to remember uh, numbers for addresses. So another win for us. Fantastic. U.S. cybersecurity firm Norton LifeLock has confirmed it is acquiring British rival Avast. The more than $8 billion deal will effectively create a global consumer security powerhouse. The merger is the third largest cybersecurity acquisition of all time, following Tama Bravo's $12.3 billion takeover of Proofpoint and Broadcom's nearly $11 billion acquisition of Symantec's enterprise business. The final name of the merged company has yet to be determined, but Norton LifeLock has confirmed it will be dual headquartered in the Czech Republic and Tempe, Arizona, and will seek to cut its number of employees from 5,000 workers to around 4,000 over the next two years.
And uh, Layla, this is very great for the cybersecurity industry as a whole because you've got Norton, who is an antivirus powerhouse, along with Avast, who is another big powerhouse. And they are combining to create great cybersecurity services. I'm just curious, though, um, they're cutting their numbers down. Um, I don't know if that's because of cloud or remote issues, but I'm looking forward to it. All right. Well, finally, cybersecurity firm Accenture has been hit by a cyber incident, and the ransomware gang Lockbit is taking credit for the attack. The Dublin, Ireland-based company declined to give details on when the incident occurred, its duration, or the attack type. They did say, however, there was no impact on Accenture's operations or on their clients' systems. Lockbit posted on its website's wall of shame that it had removed an unstated amount of data from Accenture, which it said it intends to sell or make public. Lockbit Threat Group emerged in September 2019 and was originally known as ABCD Ransomware due to the .abcd extension it placed on encrypted files. It has since partnered with the Maze Ransomware Group and began attacks on mid-sized U.S. companies last year. Accenture employs 569,000 employees and posted $44 billion in revenue last year. So even cybersecurity companies are getting hacked. What does this do for confidence in these types of companies when they do get hacked? So actually, uh, the confidence is, is very high for Accenture. There was no impact to operations and no impact to uh, their client system. So it, it's a win-win on, on both sides. Uh, I think it's great that Accenture was able to uh, to find this and I, I, I believe it their sock and um, execute well. And as far as their information being sold or being attempt to be sold, I guess we'll just have to see. But they did a great job. Wonderful. Well, it's been one busy week, Nick. Yeah, it has. It's amazing, <laughs> huh? Wow. Well, that's going to do it for us. We want to thank you for watching. On behalf of Nick and myself, you are now in sync with InfoSec Sync. We'll see you next week. Are you concerned the next news headline on a security breach includes your company name? In a recent IBM cyber report, 51% of all interviewed organizations reported a significant business disruption during the past two years due to a cybersecurity incident. While organizations using 50-plus security tools rank themselves lower in their ability to detect and respond to an attack, with the average security operation team using 70 tools. If more tools and data are not the answer, what can you do? Excelio works with you to optimize a threat detection and response solution to fit your environment to prevent tool and data overload. We leverage and optimize your existing infrastructure, enhanced with the Excelio platform as necessary, utilizing open source solutions where applicable. And we work closely with you to deploy, configure, document, and educate your team. Excelio, let's create the right security solution for your environment.